Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today I'm releasing the next installment in my Gone Among MGTOW series. And this one is about the famous petroleum geologist, M. King Hubbard, who basically went his own way and stood up to the Shell Oil Company in 1956. I usually don't feature men that are married and have families in this particular series. But the reason I'm featuring him is because this man had the strength to stand up for his own research, regardless of what the company paying him told him to do. So let me take you back to 1956. In that particular year, Marion King Hubbard, or M. King Hubbard as he is sometimes referred to, was working as a geoscientist for the Shell Oil Company in one of their laboratories in Houston, Texas. On March 8, 1956, he made a speech to the southern section of the American Petroleum Institute in San Antonio, Texas. He was about to go up on stage and present his speech, but that day he was signaled to leave the stage. In what was a last-minute phone call, the public relations staff at the Shell Oil Company begged him to tone down the parts of his speech that they considered to be sensational. However, he didn't do this and instead decided to go his own way. He didn't do what the people in his company told him to do and what they wanted. He went on stage and told his audience that oil production in the lower 48 states was going to reach a peak in production or a maximum rate of production for conventional oil in 1970. And many of the people in the audience that day thought he was a crackpot. In some weird way, he was like Galileo telling men that the world was flat. He told everyone that the United States conventional oil production would peak in 1970 at 3 billion barrels of oil per year in terms of production. In reality, it did end up peaking in 1970 at 3.4 billion barrels, and has basically never recovered to those levels. Even with Alaska in the 1970s and 1980s, as well as today's oil fracking boom, Oil basically never rose to the point that it had in 1970, and production has basically been declining ever since. And within the next five years, both conventional and non-conventional oil sources are set to decline. I know many of you out there are skeptics and will say that if only the United States government would allow for more offshore drilling, then everything will be alright, and that the United States government is holding back U.S. oil production. On the contrary, the U.S. government is doing whatever it can to bend over backwards to the oil companies. They are giving them permits to frack most of America's oil shales. We are in the midst of a giant oil boom in North America, but it's not going to last as production starts to peak out and go into decline in the next 5-10 to 10 years. Marion King Hubbard is a guy that most of you haven't heard of before, but in the coming decades as global oil production goes into terminal decline, you will most certainly be hearing his name. People mocked Hubbard and criticized him because up to that point in history, more and more oil was being found all of the time back then. It was being found faster than humanity could burn it up. But today, for every new barrel of conventional oil that we find, we end up burning three. And most of the non-conventional oil is uneconomical at current prices and requires $150 to $200 a barrel to be produced for a profit. The realization of Hubbard's Peak was so important in the early 1970s that it basically worked up Richard Nixon into investing in solar panels and wind generators. And President Jimmy Carter went on to national television and told the American people that the energy crisis is real. And I'm adding a link to his national address in the description below. I'm sure many of you haven't seen that address either. Watch this video and you'll see that America and Americans were basically terrified of what was coming with regards to energy shortages. When Ronald Reagan came into power in 1980, he tore the solar panels off the roof of the White House. Yes, the White House once had solar panels on it. Shocking, isn't it? I have been mocked ever since 2004 when I learned about peak oil. 
I watched the film The End of Suburbia that particular year, which I'm also adding to the description below. And that film jarred me out of my misunderstanding about how the economy really works. I'm not saying that in the future we won't be using thorium nuclear reactors to power our civilization, or that we won't find some other new form of dense, exotic energy. I don't want to be a doomer and pessimist about this. And some of you out there might believe that oil is abiotic and that the Earth itself creates oil for our own use. I'm willing to look at your evidence and take it seriously, so please send it to me if you have any. Show me something that I haven't seen before, and I'll look at it critically. But at the same time, I have to give Marion King Hubbard credit for going his own way in 1956 and predicting Hubbard's peak accurately. My video today will only use factual information and not speculative information. I'm only going to be putting up graphs that have proven production numbers from the Energy Information Agency as well as the International Energy Agency. Before getting involved in MGTOW, I spent five years of my life studying our current fossil fuel predicament with the same passion and curiosity that I now spend on men going their own way. Every time I brought this subject up here on my Sandman channel, I've been mocked and ridiculed by many people. And I think that MGTOW and peak oil basically go hand in hand. I think that peak oil will ultimately bring us to a great MGTOW renaissance. A situation where men going our own way will step up and say enough is enough, and we aren't going to let women consume the natural resources of our planet on dresses, shoes, and Caribbean vacations. How does this all relate to men going your own way, do you ask? Well, it's quite simple. Besides M. King Hubbard standing up to the Shell Oil Company, a new world with less oil means that men will have to stand up to women and tell them that they can't consume natural resources that we don't have. No, you can't drive that SUV. No, you can't live in a four or 5,000 square foot house. And the energy to heat it is no longer available. So, enough. You'll have to downsize your consumer lifestyle and get used to it. These are the words that many women will refuse to listen to at first. They will pretend they can go on living like they always have. They will take on more debts and more money problems to basically keep their middle-class lifestyles. If the available energy in our society begins to decline, then the best thing that men can do is not to marry women and stay away from women as our civilization sinks. Women will increasingly see men as lifeboats in the storm and will try to latch on to us. But we have to be strong and not allow them to grab hold of us or they'll take us down to the bottom just like the Titanic. I hope that non-conventional oil production doesn't peak in my lifetime but I honestly see it peaking at the latest in 5 or 10 years. M. King Hubbard's main thesis is that all oil-producing regions and all oil fields first have exponential output when we first start drilling into them. Then over time they reach a plateau of production and then they go into terminal decline and never recover. Each and every year they produce less and less oil after they pass the plateau. Sometimes it's 1 or 2 percent less per year and sometimes it's 4 or 5 percent less per year but production always decreases unless you artificially prop it up. If you do that, then you basically go into decline, and that decline rate becomes much higher, more like 10% or more. Here's an older yet still valid Hubbard graph from about 2004. It's not meant to be accurate because it doesn't include non-conventional fuel sources. But what would an early period of time look like when oil production basically goes into decline? Here's a production graph that I put together with European oil production. If you look at it closely, you'll see that European production, in terms of oil, reached Hubbard's peak in the late 90s and early 2000s. And Hubbard's bell-shaped curve can be seen also translating over to coal, natural gas, as well as other resources. Here's a graph showing you Eastern European coal production. Production of coal has continued to decline, and the depletion continues. 
In five years in the United Kingdom, there will be no more natural gas, oil or coal to be extracted. Unless, of course, the UK starts to frack. But that's not likely going to happen, because the mineral rights in the United Kingdom belong to the government. And people in the United Kingdom are probably not going to allow the government to frack on their land, destroying the value of their properties. You'll notice that the UK gas production has also fallen back to 1981 levels, and will be completely gone within the next five years. Here's another graph of Norway oil production, which is also in decline. The situation in Norway fits well into Hubbard's bell curve as well. And here's yet another graph showing you gas production and consumption in Europe. The truth of the matter is that people in Europe will probably not accept fracking the same way that people have in the United States. But again, I could be wrong if the economic situation becomes bleak enough. Europe will be forced to purchase almost all of its oil, gas, and coal in the next 10 to 15 years, and basically import it. And they won't be producing enough goods outside of Germany to pay for all of those energy imports. So most of Europe will probably end up becoming dirt poor in the future, outside of Germany, so long as it continues to export automobiles and machinery to the rest of the world. Once other countries can't afford BMWs and Mercedes automobiles, then basically Germany will also go into decline as well. I think people also need to look at what's happening in the Middle East and North Africa over the last few years. A lot of people assume that the Arab Spring has to do with the awakening in the Arab countries with regards to the desire for democracy. Most people don't understand that the Arab Spring, which is all but forgotten now, has a lot to do with oil production as well as imports. Countries like Egypt, Syria, Tunisia, and Yemen are basically going through the initial stages of their oil-based collapse. A collapse based on declining resources and they are being forced to increase imports for fuel and food, and they can't afford it, so people are rioting and revolting because they're starting to go hungry. I went to Egypt before the current crisis because I knew I had to take advantage of that opportunity. This is what Egyptian oil production and consumption looks like today. Egypt at one time was the largest oil producer in Africa and was an exporting nation to other countries. Now it's falling into chaos as it's forced to import both more food and oil and doesn't have enough of its own exports to make up for the shortfall. Other countries in the Arab Spring are also experiencing this. Those include Syria, and just look at how their oil production has fallen in recent years. Yemen is also dealing with issues, and oil production has reached Hubbard's Peak in that country as well. And Tunisia has also passed Hubbard's Peak. If M. King Hubbard had never made his speech back in 1956, then many of us today might not understand Hubbard's Peak or Peak Oil. If oil, natural gas, and coal start to go into terminal decline, and for whatever reason we can't find adequate substitutes for energy, then we'll be in very serious trouble. At that point, women will expect men to come up with solutions, and they will say, this is all men's fault. They might even say that men didn't manage energy resources properly, and that if women were in charge, things would have gone a whole lot better. But in reality, women make up 80-90% to 90 of the consumption in our economy. At that point, women will become more reliant on men than ever before. Hubbard was an optimist and said that nuclear power would probably replace the use of oil, and that we will save our civilization in that particular way. I really hope that we can get thorium as well as helium-3 reactors ready to go, as well as other alternative energies that I can't even imagine today. In 1970, as the United States produced more oil than ever, the industry was mocking and ridiculing M. King Hubbard. His reputation was destroyed because all they thought was that he was a loony. Most of society looks at men going our own way, today the same way, and probably says that we're just as crazy. And society also says that women only want equality, and that men and women are the same. They're also saying that it's every man's job to make a woman happy, 
and that women are basically liberated and free to live their lives without consequence. If we reach Hubbard's Peak and thorium, coal fusion, or some other type of energy doesn't save our civilization, then male-female relations will come under incredible strain in both the red pill and the blue pill worlds. Hubbard's Peak has gone away from the mainstream media over the last few years, but at some point soon it's going to rear its ugly head once again. And peaking is not about running out, it's about the decline of oil production. When production begins to fall, exponential economic growth will be impossible, but that's a story for another day. I heard about peak oil about 10 years ago, and now I can see MGTOW and Hubbard's Peak crossing paths at some point in the future. Well, that's all I've got to say about M. King Hubbard. Thanks again to everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.